Podlita. Working models who are working. Captions Pod, crunch. Podlita. Conspiracy theory. Top model math. Podlita. That's not very elegant. Oh, 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 So nice to wear. Ugh, I guess. Hey everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of Pod Leadem, our second mailbag episode. We don't have quotes, but I'm JW Crop. <laughs> I'm Alexander Price. And I'm Anna Jean Ginsburg. It's so weird to introduce ourselves without the quotes. <laughs> Liam Art. That's Tyra Mail backwards. Oh, what's Tyra Post backwards? Tosp Art. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you asked for it and we wanted it, so it happened. Another mailbag episode. <laughs> That's how life works, I guess. What an origin story. Yeah. Um, you guys sent a lot of emails in and you can always keep sending us emails at podleadum at gmail.com or by going to podleadum.com slash contact, um, which is also where our PO box is. So you can contact us in so many ways. And not only do we have emails and some DMs, but also Alexander later on is going to share some actual mail that we got as well from all of y'all. So let's let's dive in because y'all came in hot and heavy with the discussion questions. So this is going to be Alexander and Hannah haven't really seen these. Nope. Right. I sent one ahead of time that needed a little bit of prep work. Yes. Um, and, I'll, and I'll mention that when we get to it, um, if I remember to do so. But uh, thank you so much. <laughs> I remember, well, I'm, I'm, I remember the question, so I will know how to answer. Yeah, I think Great. it'll be really clear from our like pre-considered answers. <laughs> and not our bits. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, we always love these episodes because we get to be more casual and just talk as friends. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> We're all the Marjories to each other's Annalise right now. <laughs> you say that, Gina. Before we get into it, I saw a, I think it was maybe a post somewhere, but it was like, never has this meme meant more than listening to an episode of Podletum, and it was a a guy sitting on the floor with a poster for like ice cream, and he's like <laughs> <laughs> laughing with his friends. <laughs> it was very sweet. That's if so that nice. Was you. That's so nice. Okay, our first one. These are I kind of ordered them, but also didn't really. So because <laughs> oh, uh, I had to choose, we had so many y'all, and so if I don't get to yours and you send us something, know that I read it, I enjoyed it, I hope I responded to it. But we had to pick and choose, as Top Model would say. <laughs> so the first one is <laughs> from <laughs> Mary Kay and yeah, um, cosmetics. <laughs> oh, we all had a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. Y'all definitely make the boring data entry part of my job much more enjoyable. We're great for that entry. We oh, get yeah. that a lot. I love that. As someone who is a daddy, a dad, a daddy, a data daddy. daddy. New, yeah. new brand, JW. Oh, a data interest myself. All right. an interest. Yes. Um, for a potential topic for the mailbag episode, I was wondering about those, quote, invisible edits. For a survivor reference, see also Purple Kelly, which I know Alexander knows all about. Yeah. Um, such as some of you seem to think that Lauren Bree had an interesting personality edited around for potential rambling reasons, but seemed <laughs> to think that Kat was really that boring, which I disagree with since most of the other contestants said she would win or mentioned how funny she was. Basically, when do you think an invisible edit is deliberate? And when do you think someone might just be that subdued or dodging the cameras? And what reason do you think a reality ha- show would have for doing this? And then an example, such as Survivor being petty against a woman who wanted to quit because she was literally freezing to death. Love the show. So this is interesting because Purple Kelly was famously like on Survivor for a, the very basic story. She was on the story for a while and just got no screen time. Yep. 
like zero screen time that you forgot that she was on the show until she finally had an episode that was sort of centered around her because she lasted a long time. I think reality television is notorious for this kind of editing. I think so many storylines are pre-decided that when someone either tries to bust out of that storyline or is really just interested in doing their own thing that the show has not put the vocabulary in place for that from the beginning. They have no interest in weaving it in at a certain point. Yeah, and I think on the flip side too, at the end of it, they might have had a different storyline, but we're given that they can't kind of look at them both as equal. So we have to only, we have to make it easiest for the audience to digest. And I think there's some people that are also just the way they speak and present things and interview and get interviewed are better for like the edit. Yeah. And so some people like, again, Lauren Bree, it might've literally been because there was so much like kind of run on sentence and quick talking and stuff that it just, we didn't get like good soundbite stuff. And so you might end up editing yourself away because you just aren't speaking in a way that the show can like capitalize on. I also think it really changes depending on whether you're doing like a long running reality show versus like an episode to episode because the number one, the reality show that I've probably spent the most hours on is Chopped. Mm. And Chopped is different because you get different people every episode. And I firmly believe that when they do interviews with Chopped contestants, they're like, okay, give us one where you talk about how much better you are than everyone else. Oh yeah. Okay, now give us one where you're sure you're not going to make it to the next round. Like, I think that producers really cover all of their bases a lot of the time to be able to tell whatever version ends up being the most consistent or the most interesting. Yeah. Also think, as we've pointed out multiple times, a narrator is a really important, like we need that in this kind of a show. Mm -hmm. And if a narrator lasts a long time, great. But when you have to switch narrators. Make sure you got a lot of stuff in the bank. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I also think along that lines, as we've Uh, kind of hypothesize sometimes production post-production pre-production just like certain contestants Mm -hmm. more and when you're like buds they're like oh we want to show them in a really positive light we all like jane or whatever it may be if you're a pill on set you're probably not going to get a good edit no matter what you give But, but then there are people like you know that frozen survivor contestant person who like we're not saying production's always in the right no like because they disliked her it seems for problematic reasons like oh you're showing that survivor's actually super dangerous screw you (laughs) the first contestant i thought of when i was you know doing my top model mental rolodex was molly sue Mm -hmm. who everyone said was really fun and really funny and crazy and the judges just couldn't see it and because the edit was supporting what the judges were saying we didn't really get to see what i thought molly sue showed hints of yeah and that's that's a really, I think, important part of it is like we need to a lot of times match the judges to the edit mm-hmm. because we have to make a, for a top model. The judges have to be correct and experts for this whole show to work. To have authority. And, yeah. Well, that's one of the things we've talked about a lot. One of the most fascinating things about watching this show as an adult is seeing all the seams and seeing how the show rigs things yeah. and how they want you to believe certain things that as an adult watching the thing as a whole are clearly not true. Yeah. We've completely re misremembered even reasons people got eliminated mm-hmm. because a certain idea of a contestant like Jocelyn's voice mm-hmm. was so hammered into my head 
that when that actually had nothing to do with why she was eliminated, I was very surprised. I just rewatched a cycle two episode and it was so startling to remember how much the show wanted us to hate Camille and how much we all ended up loving Camille. Yeah. And we noticed, I think now as adults and now that we're, it's just further and it's done better nowadays, Mm. how fucking messy and sloppy they were with things like ADR edits and cuts Mm -hmm. like they just did not have and maybe this is because top model was kind of at the forefront i think it was i think it was for sure that they just didn't have the tools they didn't have a template still from now any of us just as reality tv show fans could probably i'm not saying do the job of these expert like editors and stuff but we could construct probably some storylines and things because we just reality tv is very set in a certain way now yeah the language has become really codified to the point where you can tell from an edit in an episode who's in danger of going home who's potentially going to win that episode all of those things have become if you watch enough reality tv things that you can pick up on you can math out basically Mm -hmm. and googling the word codified (laughs) (laughs) oh love that both of y'all say so many words that i don't know the definitions to and i don't know how many times a little peek behind the curtain for the two of you that i'm our silent edit oh yeah right I'm just like, what's a go seat? No. All right. Just, that's because I was a fucking <laughs> Oh, nerd they meant with a no go and Oh, sorry. A go and see. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mary Kay. Great question. Super fun. All right. Next person, Meg. This one's a little bit of a longer one, but I think it's important to read in its entirety. Okay. I wanted to start off by saying that I absolutely love your show. I discovered it last year through the ANTM subreddit when you meant when they mentioned you were doing reviews of Mr. J's book. We got so many people from that. Oh Best thing God. we ever did. <laughs> I'm not normally a podcast person, but I couldn't resist finding out what kind of nonsense he was getting up to. And I fell in love with your show instantly. I love when Hannah sings. You have such a beautiful voice. JW analyzes jokes. Although I do think you're wrong about the take the L thing. How dare you? You are. (laughs) And when Alexander goes on research deep dives, the season nine fire station bit almost killed me. That's still one of your best of all time. Your enthusiasm for it. My all-time favorite bits are when you go into technical acting theater activity analysis during the acting episodes as a fellow theater kid with a degree to prove it. It cracks me up every time you talk about Meisner. Um, So that's just the two of you. There is one thing. (laughs) hey you bring in so many like google wiser um no 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 i'm just kidding there's one thing i wanted to reach out to you about though it feels a bit silly to be doing this now since so long after the season where it came up i wanted to talk to you all about amanda cycle three and her retinitis pigmentosa I wanted to make it clear from the get-go that I'm not trying to call you out or to defend any of the weird stuff Amanda did or said. She was a real funky cat. I love that. (laughs) And definitely did some questionable and problematic stuff. But the show, the producers, and the other contestants were absolutely horrible about her vision. Even the contestants I generally really like. It was pretty disappointing that your whole crew can dig into things like the many flavors of CoverGirl lip products. Fig, still not over it. But no one looked up what Amanda's condition was or how it might have impacted her. Instead, it felt like you all jumped onto the narrative the show presented and the other contestants parroted that she was faking it, using to gain advantages, was duplicitous or inconsistent about how it impacted her. You're also generally incredibly thoughtful and well-spoken when it comes to considering race, gender, sexual orientation, class, etc. 
and wanted to ask you to consider taking a similar approach in the future when it comes to how you view and think about disability. It's a condition with which I have some experience. It's degenerative, so it gets worse over time. It also often comes with macular degeneration and other comorbid conditions. My fiance has retinitis pigmentosa, and as someone who is technically, quote, partially slighted, partially sighted, he frequently gets accused of faking his disability, exaggerating its impact, and using it as an excuse. How much someone can see or how useful their vision input can vary a lot depending on light quality, type, brightness, eye fatigue, etc. Made perfect sense to me that she could often navigate without a cane, but might need it at night, especially outside. Made sense that a raised runway in a dark club with only mood lighting would cause for serious concern. Amanda recently did an Oliver Twixt interview, and it was one of the few I was really interested in. As suspected, much of the shenanigans around her visual impairment were producer fuckery. Love the word fuckery. <laughs> Just like JW in Where Are They Now segments, I always hope for the best. I like to think you've all already considered this at least a little bit. You were all much more thoughtful when it came to Heather Cycle 9 when the show decided decided she had a disability. I don't know whether Heather herself considers her Asperger's a disability, so I'm hesitant to ascribe it to her. I haven't seen A&TM past cycle 16. Smart. So I'm not sure. <laughs> right time to bail. Uh, yep. If there are any other contestants with disabilities. And I believe Niall doesn't consider himself disabled. This may ever not be an issue for the podcast has to deal with ever again, but I would ask that in general, you think about the way disability is treated in media, similar to how you consider race, gender, all the other issues of identity and privilege. You're also one wonderful. And I get so much enjoyment, laughter and comfort from the show. I'm a mental health worker in a public school during a pandemic. So believe me when I say that your podcast is truly a highlight of my week and I've listened to every season multiple times. I'm a weirdo like that. Thank you so much for all that you do. Meg with only one G. And here's my favorite PS ever. Uh, PS, I can't wait for the next episode and for Alexander to lose his mind over the return of the Aswirl twins. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that. What an amazing letter. I And I asked permission to read the whole thing and Meg was very generously was like, absolutely. Thank you so much for putting so much thought into that and for giving us so much credit, which, which I hope we are, of which I hope we are deserving. I think um, it's such a good thing to call us out on. I think yeah. that's really real. And it's something that we didn't recognize at the time. And part of that for me is podcast growing pains, because mm-hmm. as we've gone on with the show, we have just started to do a lot more research and question a lot more things and do a lot more deep dives that we weren't doing in the earlier cycles as much. Oh, for sure. I mean, I just feel like we were figuring out what even our dynamic was. And so I think Mm -hmm. a lot of those very, those like intricacies get, those are the first things that go to the wayside. And Mm -hmm. I think cycle, that transition between cycle three and cycle four really is apparent because, you know, we talked, I think we even talked about this uh, last time on the, uh, on an episode or in the mailbag episode about the microaggressions of Yaya's name. And it kind of felt the same. That was kind of that last point and not saying that we're perfect and that we (laughs) not at all. (laughs) And that things like this might not come up because we're also people. And just like we hope they grow, we're also growing and learning. And it's important to be called out on that stuff. I've been kind of, I, I never thought that doing an ANTM recap podcast would lead me personally, speaking just for myself, to so many realizations about identity and privilege and all mm-hmm. the things that Meg listed mm-hmm. in this email that we've discussed. Because when Meg listed like race and class and uh, sexual orientation, all this stuff I was like, wow, we've had some conversations <laughs> yeah. about that, um, which has been great because not only do we learn from listeners like 
Meg, but also I learned so much from Alexander and Hannah, <laughs> like truly talking about things and like gentle, like call-ins within the episodes when we're talking about stuff like that. And I can't believe an ANTM podcast might be making me a better person. <laughs> <laughs> Are we the only three people that A&TM has made a better person? Yes. Perhaps. <laughs> we started this thinking it was going to be dumb, fun. We, I, I think all three of us, at least I had. had and it still is both of those things oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I, I think we had forgotten about a lot of the issue, like the big issues that weren't big issues on the show. Mm-hmm. Like that aren't memorable things that like anyone that's ever heard of Top Model could call out race switching photo all those kind of things those big like big ticket items almost that when we went into this it was totally a different game in our heads and we've really had to confront a lot that we were not ready for but i think we have handled as best we can in the moment and these help well i think also (laughs) yeah for sure coming from that attitude i didn't realize how much i was going to end up buying in to really analyzing this show and how much there was to analyze so you you think that it's going to be this very lighthearted journey and you're going to laugh at all the things you remember and talk about villains and heroes and whatever. And then there are so many important things to discuss, especially when you're talking about how the media frames stories about young women. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I think being called out, I think, I think this is, I don't want to get too deep with it, but I really feel like respecting people with disabilities is our next, as a society, especially as an American society, a society, a big thing that we have to tackle and prejudices towards people with disability, because in America, we have such a play through the pain. uh, We have an, I think all of us in America just have an ableist mindset. Yes, absolutely. So getting this call out is really valuable and it's something I'm going to think about for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again, Meg with one G and thank you for only having one G because (laughs) (laughs) there can't be two people that are eggs. (laughs) <laughs> the next one's from Catherine. Hello, my name is Catherine, and where are the bobbleheads? <laughs> I'm a longtime listener and super fan of your show, but this is my first time directly reaching out. Thank you, Catherine. I first have to say thank you for this hilarious and thoughtful show. Like many over the last year, I've struggled with depression and anxiety, and you were all alight during those times. The first part of my tire mail is to ask, beg, Y'all, to post a behind-the-scenes snippet of your recorded Zooms. I know we're all missing out on seeing those intense smizing, Alexander talking with his hands, and hair tie-overs. Mine's blue now. I keep getting tie-overs. The other part is a conspiracy theory. And let me make sure I... Well, let me say it exactly how Catherine did. Do, 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 do. Yes, perfect. (laughs) The right amount. All right. Actually, it's more of a fact. Ooh. Cycle five. Yeah. (laughs) Conspiracy fact. (laughs) Cycle 5's final runway and judging actually took place in LA instead of London due to the London bombings that year. I remember the episode y'all did on that finale noting the fact that this seemed to be a real runway in which ANTM inserted themselves as well as the judging room being totally different. That's fascinating. Thanks again for consistently putting out great content and being great humans. Much love from Atlanta. Thank you, Catherine. I would like to point out that this doing this podcast has been a light for my depression and anxiety too. So right uh-huh. there with you, Catherine. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if we'll ever release video of the recorded Zooms only because I put no effort into my appearance before the you, recorded Zooms. I don't, usually I'm in a tank top <laughs> and like no pants. Now, that being said, 
I think it gets recorded and then you just delete the video and not the audio, right? <laughs> yes. So if there's ever a moment that like is just so funny visually, maybe. But that, y'all, okay, I'm going to, let's peek behind Alexander's curtain a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever possible. I do so much work to make this podcast happen for y'all. Not, <laughs> not Hannah GW, y'all, listeners. <laughs> no, for us too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That I, to even have to do one more thing, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to happen because it's a good <laughs> thing. I, I will commit to filming Smy's cream reactions in the moment. I can commit to I can commit to that because that's a lot less editing, right? Oh, sure. What I know this is a real seamless experience for listeners. <laughs> the work to make it fun, fresh, exciting is a job. But yeah, it's not can... easy or breezy, but it is beautiful. It is beautiful. Yay. <laughs> um, and thank you for the fact about Cycle 5. Yeah. That, yeah, that makes not... me feel really good about us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just things. stumbled into something. <laughs> All right. The next one is from Allison. Um, subject line, Anchel on Deal or No Deal. Hey there, all you hot ticket boys. Just reaching out to share this in case you didn't know. Ancha was a model on Deal or No Deal at for a while after Top Model. I don't remember hearing y'all talk about that in her elimination episode, so wanted to pass it along. And then included the link to NBC's website that shows it. Thanks for making every Wednesday easy, breezy, and beautiful. From Ancha's profile, there's one question I looked up and wanted to highlight, which is, what is one thing on your bucket list? My bucket list is always evolving because for the past four years, I've been checking them off. One thing I cannot wait to do and a childhood dream is to swim with orcas. <sighs> not my Anshul, not the one I remember. But okay. yeah. yeah, I mean, does Anshul make sense as a deal or no deal model? Completely. I mean, she's the most gorgeous woman in the world. So. She just can stand there and just look stunning. Yeah. And her picture on the website is, of course, gorgeous. I would like to let all the listeners know that I cannot hear the phrase hot ticket boy without shimmying my shoulders. It happens every time. It's not voluntary. And if you don't do it, listeners, when you hear it, are you a real fan? It's Pavlovian (laughs) at this point. (laughs) I'm a Pavlov dog. (laughs) It also is always done in like a muckrake voice. Hot ticket boy. Um, Thank you, Allison. That was really fun. The next one is, hope it's their real name. Don't think it is, though. Spontaneous. Spelled like spontaneous, spontaneous. for the show. <laughs> but if it spontaneous is, I'd be, contact us? But I'd be so happy. Hey, y'all. This request has absolutely nothing to do with ANTM. But if you ever, for some reason, are in need of a bonus project or a side episode, Alexander's not, clearly. I would no. absolutely... I'm kidding. I would absolutely live for Hannah to lead a full-length discussion on the various individual music cues for each of the Queen's interests, entrances on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't give me a project. I'll do it. <laughs> With every artist ever. Don't give me a project. I'll do it. <laughs> With that request aside, I will always live for the fun, laughter, and jokes that you guys provide on a weekly basis. Keep up the good and round work. Thank you, Spontaneous. <laughs> I'm that I'll consider it. <laughs> My brain is rapidly considering it right now. <laughs> just like, okay, just like we didn't know that we were going to learn, grow, have uncomfortable conversations while doing this. Did you know that you would all find out a thing about yourself that you never knew to be true, but is now your newest obsession? Because I didn't know that stock music was just what Hannah Jane was all about. I, I didn't know either. <laughs> Well, what's what beautiful okay. avenue in my life? What's everyone's? Hannah's is clearly stock music. Mm-hmm. What's JW's? Math. Yeah, I yeah. was about to say it was our, math was already there, but you already it, had math, but dumb math. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Statistics I got that is just become a thing now. I bet I'd be great. Yours is a history of buildings. (laughs) Yeah. If a building has a phone number on it, I will call. (laughs) Cold calling. That's her obsession. (laughs) All right. All right. Next one is from Cameron. Hi, gang. First off, I absolutely love the show, and I'm a proud member of the Leadem Pod on Anchor. Ding, ding, plug. I think we called him out (laughs) as Queen Cameron. Yeah, that's how Cameron ends the email. And uh, they wrote ding plug, by the way. So perfect. Thank you for that. The show has been one of my biggest source of enjoyment during lockdown. I've been rewatching the episodes alongside listening to the pod, and I've reached Cycle 8 makeover slash ice cream photo shoot. And so my question to you folks, if you had to design a photo shoot video challenge for Smize Cream, (gasps) how would you design it? Location, styling, what the models have to do. And most importantly, will it involve DJ splits? (laughs) Much love, Queen Cameron um, from Manchester. What an amazing question. Okay. My first reaction, I'm just going to go gut reaction. They have to embody the flavor. They are each given a flavor. And so it's top to- five photo shoot. Yes, it's a top yes. five photo shoot. You have best vanilla in, you've ever had in your life. Butter pecan, but better or whatever it is. You have to do these nonsense flavors. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think-, think that it is a beauty shot embodying each flavor. Yeah. Your face is the surprise. <gasps> like a little porthole surrounded buy some ice cream i'm gonna say it's a commercial and they dress as the surprise so they're just a ball (laughs) and it's shot from above and someone takes a scoop of ice cream and it's just them (laughs) looking straight up into camera (laughs) as the surprise i'm going to one up that okay take that but the first part of the episode is them interacting on a green screen with dj splits and dj splits's family oh see I'm just thinking that they do like man on the street style interviews for the people who are trying Smize Cream for the first time. At the Santa that, one man, that one man that, <laughs> that one decided man everything. names on flavors. Yes. <laughs> and then for the commercial, Tyra pops up playing DJ Splits. But never once admitting that she's Tyra. No. No. I'm like Jojo Siwa is there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I want a Jojo Siwa Smize Cream collab. <laughs> Oh, that is great. I actually think that if it is the top five, since they do have the longest names in the world, you actually probably could do like that quote unquote editorial with like someone's a monster and then someone's a birthday person. Like there's a way to do that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What if? I explain my ideas for photo shoots as well as Top Model (laughs) explains the photo shoots to the girls. What if they went still Cycle 8 style but they did the contact sheet and they had to embody oh. each one. Oh. Like that was the adjective. Oh. For each. <laughs> Purple monster. And the one's just better. Because the it's... one's just better. <laughs> it's just their best shot. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> one is just birthday. <laughs> and then and then I'm going to pitch to end us up. It's, they finally go outside of themselves, right? Outside of themselves and don't get pictures or screen captures. They each get one thing of ice cream and only one of them doesn't have a surprise in it. And that's who's eliminated. <laughs> but you have to so watch they, them. They have to, yeah, all five get it at the same <laughs> I time. I have five ice creams in my hand. I, have, I only have five unbranded ice cream containers <laughs> in my hand. 
<laughs> Love it. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Queen Cameron. All right. Next one is from John. Hey there. I'm sending you a quick note to let you all know how much I love the podcast. I started listening because I was rewatching ANTM on Hulu after falling off around cycle seven the first time around. While I initially was listening to your podcast after I'd watched the show, now I find myself listening to your podcast before or in lieu of the episode. <laughs> good call sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're just that good. And so, and this is my favorite thing about John, because this is a JW move, censored the word damn. <laughs> oh, Love it. So I'm going to say that darn funny. And in Podleadum style, I must say that all three of you can get it in a friendly way, not in a skeezy Nigel Barker way. <laughs> and I, which is sometimes how I mean it truly. And I'm wondering yeah. if there are, can get it is always just like, fun. seems great. You, you <laughs> seem like a fun. good person. It, yeah. help, it also can be also attractive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But it's not like I want to them. Oh no! I hope that's. I hope it's never come across that way. The wood book of finding someone attractive. Yes, 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 that's a great way to put it. I'm wondering if there are any way, if there are ways to directly support your podcast. I love it so much and want it to make sure it continues. Thanks for doing all that you do to make my drives and workouts much more enjoyable. And of course, I got back to John and uh, let them know about Anchor.fm/podleadum, and they became a donor. So that's a direct marketing, baby. So you can, like I said. You can either go to that website, type it in with your fingies, and donate, mm-hmm. or you can uh, just click, look at the description episode that you're listening to right now, and there will be a link that you can just click, and it'll take you there automatically. We, I try to make it as easy as possible. I do all the work on the back end to make everyone else's life a lot easier. You just pronounced automatically like digital art. <laughs> <laughs> the show is changing me. <laughs> To a a hard-working podcaster who is working. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The next one is from Jack. Subject, Sheena Mail. In the spirit of Annalie, I shall open this email in the only way she knows how. Yo, longtime listener, longtime user of hashtag Podleadum on Twitter, first time Tyra Mailer. I wanted to write in to further prove that Sheena is truly one of the greatest gifts to come from this show. In an, in, in an interview post-elimination in Cycle 11, the interviewer asked her how she felt about getting close to the end, but then being eliminated. Sheena, the self-aware queen that she is, replies that she was eliminated at the perfect time because she got a two-week paid vacation to Amsterdam until they finished filming. No one has ever deserved more. I also wanted to write in on a topic my friend Jeff, also a listener, and I discuss a lot, 
which is what photo shoots would you have liked to have seen an eliminated contestant do that happened after they were eliminated? Jeff thinks that Norel Cycle 3 would have been perfect for the Harajuku motorcycle shoot, while Lisa's Cycle 9 doing the Great Wall shoot is the one that stands out for me. You guys haven't gotten there, but we all know Sheena would have destroyed the windmill shoot, which we actually just did record. Just did, yeah. yeah, great. And she would have. Uh, Yep. And this pod was one of my highlights of my week. Can't wait to listen to the rest of this journey with y'all, particularly hoping and praying for an investigative series on the rumored judging panel argument that editors cut out when Natalie gets eliminated cycle 12. I've heard of that too. That's a mini spoiler, but whatever. It's whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine. And I'm ready and willing to record and submit covers of every single song from All Stars music videos. One of the (laughs) single most important episodes in the history of reality TV. Sending y'all love, sending y'all good round love, Jack. The fact that you think we aren't going to do that project mm. means you don't know us, Jack. No. Mother, father, underwater. <laughs> Those three were all correct. Like, we, this was the email that we saw ahead of time so we could actually prepare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yes, check, check, check. And in the spirit of Jack's question, I came up with two shoots and a commercial. Okay. Okay. So I'll do uh, the commercial first because it's, I think it's the most recent. I would have loved to see Sarah Cycle 9's CoverGirl commercial because I bet you it would have rocked. Yep. I also think Kyle in the phone box in London, she would have been stunning. We finally would have glimpsed that bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she opens the phone booth and just the bird comes out. <laughs> and this is so far from uh, elimination to photo shoot. UV cloofing, UV with very little makeup. Oh, yeah. Would have been mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Would have been gorgeous and or if UV had failed, would have actually been a reason to eliminate. Yes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have three as well, but I have two real ones and one fake one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. My first one was uh, Cycle 2 Sarah. Would have loved to see her in that sunglasses gorgeous italian oh, yeah i thought about that photo shoot. Sure, 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 because sure. i mean we just loved her so much but yeah. she she would have rocked it she would have been so beautiful cycle five tell me if i'm wrong if they had made cassandra do the fashion witch photo the look of disdain that we would have gotten <laughs> cassandra on the treadmill running from fashion witch jay I would be living my best life. Uh-huh. And my final real one is cycle six. And this is an early elimination, but you know, I, I'm a stand for Carrie mm-hmm. should have gotten to do the doll photo shoot. Oh my God. I think we even said that for in her. the episode of how it was literally, she was a brat. Yeah. Doll. She would have, she would have, and she would have gotten the chance to do something that was in her wheelhouse, but also high fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah. I look, y'all knew I was going to bring up Brooke. <laughs> I knew it. Yep. I knew it. I would have liked to have seen like a commercial from Brooke. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, let's get, let's let her do Be that. Charming. And, and that was like, <laughs> like Catalan one. So that's like hard for anyone, yeah. but I would have loved to have seen because she seemed so ready for like commercial reads and stuff yeah. like that. And I would have loved to have seen it i'll also just name a general contestant i would have wished to have seen more from and would have been happy to have seen any more pictures from them is cycle eight felicia Mm. oh yeah i think felicia was eliminated in just a week where everyone did pretty well in that like unfortunate like dead body photo shoot (laughs) yeah and she just clearly didn't just understand the assignment yeah and it's it that was kind of one of my oh you just 
happened to have a bad week on the one week that everyone else did such a good job. And I would have loved to have seen more from Felicia, honestly. And she's not even a contestant I like reference or think about a lot. Yeah. But I just was when I was looking back at folks, I was like, I just wanted a bigger portfolio just to have seen because I liked all the previous shots. Yeah. And you know who we all I think could agree. I, I thought about this one and I, I know this is universal for Podlium. Another photo shoot of Kathy that wasn't body horror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Great discussion topic. Thank you so much, Jack. All right. Now we get to an unpopular opinion Ooh, from I love these. Helena or Helena. Um, not sure how to pronounce it, but thank you so much for sending. It's a new, another UK listener. All right. Ooh. Subject, don't hate me, but Uh-oh. I was rooting for Nicole all through cycle five when I first watched it. And I actually still like her. I know the whole chapstick and then spells out chapstick. <laughs> thing. And oh my God, guys, this ramen tastes like hay, like straw hay. It was annoying, but she was a good model and I wanted her to win. I feel like this, this might be my most unpopular ANTM opinion. And I'm just going to leave it here. Ha ha. Love the podcast with all my heart. You guys cheer me up every week. I agree. She is a good model. She was just annoying and Nick was better. Yes. Was unfortunately, I think, what happened with that cycle. Yeah. I think if you just showed me a version of the show where you laid out every photo from every week, I might even make Nicole my winner. You know what I mean? Because she doesn't have bad photos. She just oh. really doesn't except for fashion, which, but who among us? <laughs> who Nick. among us? Nick. 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 <laughs> Nick. But I, 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 I know why you know that's such an unpopular opinion, but I also get that if you think Nicole's a good model, that makes sense. Oh, totally. yeah. It, it didn't seem like uh, Helena was saying, Love Nicole's personality. <laughs> Want to go to a Walmart with Nicole? <laughs> uh, this place smells like a heart. <laughs> I just love that. What I will give to Nicole is it has given the three of us an impression that we can all do to absolute insanity and nonsense of just ah. Uh, uh, Who becomes- even knows what she sounds like anymore? <laughs> There are two kinds of, I would say, generally reality show villain. There's the kind that you're just like, I don't want to watch this person anymore. Mm-hmm. Why are you holding me hostage with this awful person? And then, especially in a competition show, somebody who's good at it and who is so much fun to hate. And Nicole yeah. is definitely, from that perspective, a great, great villain. Yeah, she Absolutely. was fun to really be annoyed. By yeah. right? <laughs> yes, she really is. And that's that's both why Cycle 5 is good and frustrating. Yep. Thank you, Helena or Helena. Both work for me personally. All right. Next is Ryan. Hey, y'all. By the way, a lot of you are actually typing in y'all and I feel seen. Hey, (laughs) y'all. I type y'all and I'm not from the South. Yeah. Oh, I've ruined y'all for y'all. All All right. First off, I'm excited about mailbag. Y'all for y'all. No fats, no fans. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) The question I want to ask is, what point in the show do you think is the moment that the show went from a show about modeling that is a reality competition to a reality competition that happens to be about modeling. In the early cycles, the photo shoots were more grounded and felt closer to a real photo shoot. But at some point, it became more about humiliating the girls by putting them in crazy situations that happen to be a photo shoot. Curious to hear your thoughts. Love, Tyra. Cycle five. I was just about to say that too. And I don't know if it's just because we've just talked about it. I think but... it's the shift. I think it's the shift. And then we it, cycle six is fully into it. See, I think it's a gradual process, maybe because I'm so biased towards cycle six and it had so many models who I loved so much. 
particularly like probably my favorite top two of all time sure. for me it's the casting of the twins <sighs> that was the you can't the come back from point. that i'm gonna also posit that in terms of photo shoots the first cycle where the first maybe a cycle eight that was about issues and that became a thing because the issue yeah. photo shoots are never photo shoots because no, then it was, it was like, yeah, it, yeah, it was, I think it was cycle eight because it's definitely like the, the pro versus anti shoots. And then the next one was of course smoking and the side effects. And the next one was homeless. Like this started a, and then cycle 11 is of course voting. I think cycle eight is when it was like the photo shoots themselves started like they had run out of good concepts. And now when you got a good concept, it was like a rarity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But thank you for sending in that, Ryan. Great discussion topic. Okay, the next one is from Paul. Hi there, my name is Paul, and Cellulite is one of my close personal friends. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's okay that I'm emailing here, as I've done so in the past and wasn't sure that this was still the best way to submit top model conspiracy theories. It absolutely is, Paul. Always. Pod lead Don't leave a paper trail. Yeah. (laughs) Podleadem at gmail.com. I just listened to today's episode as great as always. I look forward to Wednesday so much because it's the day most of the podcasts I listen to release their weekly episodes and Podleadem is always the first one I listen to because I look forward to it so much. After just finishing today's episode, I realized that I needed to share with you my conspiracy theory about the Cycle 11 casting episode. It's dumb and silly and really doesn't contribute much to the cycle. (laughs) And you may have already recorded the next episode where the following theory is irrelevant, but I wanted to put it out there anyway. Okay, my theory is there were more than three Britneys. <laughs> if you notice Tyra announcing the final 14, she never says how many Britneys there are, right? We talked about yeah, that. We talked about that. When she calls out the first Britney, recall both Amy Amy come forward last cycle when their name is called. My theory is that there was a fourth Britney on that stage we never meet who was not called by Tyra. You can also see the hard editing cuts when Tyra says the initial after the second and third Britneys. Also, if there were only three Britneys and you're going to call the last one, you would just say Britney or the last Britney or again just do a cycle 10 and be like "Ooh, all Britney's come forward which one will it be just kidding it's all Britney's like <laughs> you can see Paul break down in this and oh, I love Paul, it Paul it becomes Alexander yep so I think there was a secret fourth Britney on that stage who we never met maybe there was a fifth are we all secretly Britney's <laughs> I'm aware th- this has no real consequences in the top model universe but it's a fun silly conspiracy theory for me and if you rewatch the finalist announcement again you'll see that it's plausible maybe maybe I'm crazy who knows maybe one of the Britney's know keep up the good work loving the pod big fan from Ireland Paul and we also had people that sent us some stuff several people mm-hmm. sent us that that says confirmed there were five britneys apparently five britneys. how many britneys calling all britneys <laughs> was this like when a celebrity named britney like about 18 years prior was big britney Spears. you know what i mean oh, that um, couldn't have been right but yeah oh, i mean it, i always think of the joke in hercules of all the boys are named jason and all the girls are named britney because it was true Yes, I was was just going to say that I can't wait for the eventual top model revival and four of our contestants are named Khaleesi. Please. Perfect. All right, please. We're moving on. This was this is um, some messages from Garrett. Thank you so much, Garrett. Um, There's three questions and I think these are good for like quick because they're each kind of like for each us personal for each us personal for each us personal. These are bespoke questions. (laughs) questions. All right. First one. What edit do you think you'd receive on Top Model? Oh, I am the villain for sure. I'm the villain that does well. I think I would get, 
has personality, but not enough mm. model potential. I narrator. I mean, probably, <laughs> yeah. probably like no something like that. I I feel like in terms of the way I would talk about things, they would probably give me like some of the energy of one of the like Jocelyn S contestants where Southern. the talking heads are mostly like not even that, just like more so how Jocelyn had a lot of funny quick things you know because she actually could make a joke right. i might get some of that i honestly don't feel like in a reality competition here's why i think this i did two real life all day big brother and survivor competitions in both of those no matter how many contestants there were i came in eighth place every mm-hmm. single time so i'm your eighth place baby that is just who i am guys we messed up you're supposed to say you're the winner <laughs> Oh, you're right. We've learned nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go into the second one real quick. Whose judging style is most similar to your own? Mm. Anne Choquette. (laughs) No. Um, We can all say Anne Choquette. (laughs) (laughs) We just want to be Anne Choquette. I think that truly I would be... I, I know who I want to be, which is Daphne Deckers. But if we're sure. talking about, if we're talking oh, about, we're including like, guest judges, you can. I, okay, Garrett didn't tell us. Um, no, <laughs> I, I, I think the implication is like longtime judges. Yeah. I think that I would probably be most similar, honestly, to like a Twiggy. I was gonna say, I a think, Twiggy, yeah. I think that's the energy I would give off in a lot of stuff because I don't actually think that, even though it might get into me to make some. I'd probably be a little funnier than Twiggy. Sure. And you wouldn't be scared. Yeah, I wouldn't be quite as scared of so much stuff. But I think Twiggy to me is probably one of the more positive judges we had. You do, you definitely try to be positive. That's yeah. For sure. If I can look into the future, and this is probably giving myself too much credit, I would say Andre Leontali. Oh, the best judge. Well, <laughs> sure. I like to do accents. That's true. And I like to look at the picture as a whole. And I feel like he's the best at looking like like taking a step, step back, back and being like this works as an advertisement or a piece of art, which is something that I value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a mix between of the J's. Because mm. I can be me. I can really hyper fixate and be like, I can't with this picture because of the toe. Right. right? But I also can have fun even in some questionable statements i i think that you would make your own fun similar to how miss j does a lot of the time yes i agree with that i think when i get jobs i sometimes get like too professional Mm -hmm. and that's sometimes the vibe again i got from like the twiggies of the world it's like i'm here to judge modeling though yeah yeah. that's kind of why like when daphne deckers was there i was like i think this is how i would be (laughs) and i know that's a guest judge it doesn't count it's just fresh in my brain well it counts because she's a judge on Hall and stop models. So yeah. there you go. And finally, from Garrett, what challenge prize do you covet most? Never a dinner. <laughs> yeah. Canonically hates dinners. I would go shopping spree. Give me money to buy things, especially if we're in another country. Mm. I was going to say, that's the Give category. me money. Give me money. That's what I want. I would want industry. Yeah. I was going to say random advertorial, baby. Mm. I guess, I guess to me, I want to work like... for Sprite, Seven Up. I want to work again. <laughs> actually, actually, you know what? Check. I come back. Give me those limes and lemons. That's what I want. <laughs> come on, JW. <laughs> You're right. Guys, I forgot myself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. The next one. Thank you so much, Garrett. Next one is from Justin. Listening to the most recent episode of Pod Leadum, still love. And I know you guys mentioned how the arguments felt like reaching. So here's the tea. 
McKee recently said the girls were pulled out and told the season was boring and they needed to make more exciting, argue, um, or risk getting bad ratings. This makes sense, rewatching and seeing how much the arguments felt pointless. And apparently Sam also mentioned this in an interview. Well, there you go. Yeah, this is the weirdest thing, though. And you can feel it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but also... It's only the second half of the season is quote unquote boring with no drama because I would argue that the first half was too much yeah. and too serious of drama. So I guess they were like, we gotta, we gotta keep this up. We gotta keep drama levels high or whatever. Yeah, that they that they had such a twisted sense of what was like entertainment, right? The first half. Yeah, that is weird. that is a but fascinating it does feel insight. Accurate. Yeah. Thank you, Justin. There's truly no other reason for Sheena to try to start an argument with anyone. No. <laughs> other than Absolutely. the judges. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. This next one's from Amber. Low stakes conspiracy theories. I pulled out my two favorite. All right. Um, and you'll see why the first one's my favorite. The reason Cycle 10, doubly Amy, and spelled out, <laughs> did not want to use the bathroom with other people is because if more than one person is in the bathroom, the camera people are allowed to come in the bathroom. Oh. I've heard more than one girl say, Psycho 9 Sarah was one, I think, um, that they can be alone in the bathroom if they go in by themselves. But if another contestant comes in, then the cameras can come in too. I was going to go back and double check, but her interview was super long and I don't know, remember when in the interview she said it. Anyway, when I heard that I was like, well, that makes sense why doubly e Amy, again, spelled out, thank you, Amber, didn't want additional people in there with her. But also then weird that the other girls would not understand wanting to use the bathroom alone. That's so believable to me, though. That's as too a, believable. As a ways. former service professional who, in order to get a break in the middle <laughs> of your workday, has to go to the bathroom just to be alone and sit down, I fully buy that. And it makes me think, I wonder, and I know it's just because I really liked her, if doubly Amy was causing production issues because of stuff like this. And they were yeah. like, get rid of her. Which is why they cropped her photo so bizarrely. <laughs> exactly. Surprised her face was still in it. All right. <laughs> but And Amber had another short one that I think is just funny. And I know Alexandra will like drag race top model crossover but i refuse to believe it's a coincidence that there's a queen named jocelyn fox where the og jocelyn wore a fox dress in the jeremy scott runway i mean i mean jocelyn fox is my most underrated drag race contestant of all time i agree actually i love jocelyn fox i did too mm -hmm. i did too there was a thing that a bunch of people sent us but the first people the person that sent us to us was logan so thank you to everyone who sent um but there was this thing that came up on reddit recently that was from a new york times article regarding cycle 11 casting and it's got this like behind the scenes look at it and uh, content warning People are awful, and they spell Mich Michelle Mock's name wrong once and correct once. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna read it, but it's 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 both bizarre, awful, and awful, awful. Okay. Banks looked at a photo of a redhead named Brittany. Oh my god! There are four girls named Brittany and two named Olivia. So now it's four Britneys, but whatever. <laughs> Am I gonna have to change all their names again? She studied another photo. This girl is a bombshell. She said, "Is she Southern?" Yes, Mock said. I wonder if she's bigoted. That would be interesting. Mock paused. How's our one Asian girl doing? Isn't she also a stunt woman? Michelle Mock shook her head. Unfortunately, she's not into rocking Asia. But what do you think about Nicole? She's tried out a few times already. I want to give the girl a third person lesson, Banks said. Don't ever speak of yourself in the third person. My mama taught me that. Who are our most self-centered girls, Mock asked. 
Who's stirring the pot? Has anyone surprised people? Well, Michelle said, oh, that was Ken Mock. Sometimes uh, the, the, mock, the last names are confusing sometimes. Well, Michelle said, there's a girl who dresses her rats in diapers and takes them to the mall. Hmm. So a uh, behind the scene peek at what we used to do in reality television still might do for casting. This uh, sounds like an excerpt from Jay's book. Mm-hmm. It really does in a way that makes you think, oh, is that book? more real than we even knew <laughs> it feels like you remember that show unreal was that what it was called yep yeah feels feels like that too yeah Rudy. i also don't like the thing that michelle mock falcon go they they quote her as michelle but ken mock is it's mock, the last name yep. yeah which feels microaggression misogynist as well it, on top of everything <laughs> everything awful else everything else and i get that they basically have the same name last name so it'd be confusing but also it's just say their full name it's also yep. spelled different. oh that's true that's true too much yeah. mock not on a falcon and that's why at ah. first at first i thought it was all michelle and i was like they spelled her name wrong and then i realized oh ken mock still exists <laughs> so confusing <laughs> mm-hmm. this next one's hilarious Palette Good. cleanser. Palette cleanser. <laughs> Madeline, subject, chaos listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Hannah, JW, and Alexander. I discovered the pot about a year ago in early Corin times, TM, TM, TM. When I was rewatching ANTM per usual, I tend to jump around cycles and even episodes as I watch. And this is how I approach the podcast. Too. Wow. <laughs> Wild chaotic energy. I started with my favorite, Cycle 6, which I think is just was just what was airing live when I discovered it. As we've said, sometimes your first is just your favorite. Yeah. And saved my least favorite for last. Nine. Ugh, the fucking bowl cut. That made me, <laughs> that made for a confusing listening experience. And all the Katie's and Sarah's jumbled together. But one funny thing about listening in this chaotic fashion is that I straight up didn't know the whole time what in the world a tie run was. <laughs> I understood what it meant in context, but no clue what the wordplay was or didn't know how to work backwards from the pun to figure it out. Obviously, you've come up with the term in an earlier episode, but I've now listened all the way through and I never caught the origin. (laughs) It wasn't until maybe two weeks ago when I heard the word Chiron on another podcast and I finally put it together. For me, listening to pod leadum is like hearing an alternate version of Keep It, where the only culture to critique is America's Next Top Model. And I love it. Thanks for expanding my views on Tyra Banks and my vocabulary. Peace, yo. Madeline from Seattle. Wow. Number one. Wow. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to put a label on your sexuality, but if that is not bisexual disaster chaos, (laughs) I don't know what is. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love the idea of just being like, what's a Tyron at the end? <laughs> because that's a word that might appear in every episode since we made it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a slip up originally. It was, I think, maybe JW. Oh, it was me. That said Tyron. Oh, Chiron. And then it literally stuck because it was so perfect. It was even worse than that. I just said it. And then I think Hannah was like, <laughs> you said Tyrod. And I was like, oh, I'm whatever. Freaking <laughs> big Lisa Simpson energy over here. <laughs> and now it's like, I don't even remember the word Chiron sometimes. I no. don't know. I write Tyron. My phone has been forced to recognize it as a word. <laughs> Just like Quetel. Just like Quetel. 
Oh, the, the auto fill-ins on my phone because of this podcast. Uh, it has really been the thing that has stuck because, you know, we've had bits that come and go or we at the very beginning of the show, we had things yeah. that were like, we're going to have segments. That's bits cool. have lifespans. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Tyron is here to stay because it's yeah. perfect. I feel like Tyron and Captions Crunch we kind of created – yeah. But also good and round. I feel like just stuck around. Very out girl. That's, That's like everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw someone talking about bits that. Yeah. Someone on Twitter in their yeah. Twitter bio has that's very or is very L girl as part of their Twitter bio. You're fantastic. Perfect. Next one's from Bryce. Hello, Alexander, Hannah, Jane, and JW. Hope you're all well and navigating the pandemic well. Thanks for asking, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. Which photo shoot do you think you could have done well at? Or which top model contestants makeover would you like as your own? Love you all. Thank you for gifting this podcast every week. Uh, P.S. Hannah, Jane, your baby. Absolutely adorable. Thank you, Bryce. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I can tell you which one I would have murdered because I've brought it up that i'm very good at this in photos yj stinger jumping on a jumping screen. yeah i Absolutely. knew it i knew it um i'm gonna tell you right now i have a good and round face so <laughs> a beauty shot not the look for jw <laughs> um because you just be like oh look at that balloon <laughs> that <laughs> that is there um i think i would do I think I would actually probably do pretty well with something that was very campy because I think in my comedy, like the with model other things, stereotypes. Well, yeah, honestly, something like that, that like, I think I can balance campiness with actually selling whatever it is. So something like that psycholate ice cream shoot or whatever, I feel yeah. like I could have found the way to make that something or so you even be like nude too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, only if I'm covered with lollipops <laughs> and getting freezer burn. Yep, absolutely. I think I have to say, because of my extensive knowledge of the subject, it has to be romance novel covers with Fabio. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in terms of makeover, I'm going to think about like any makeover that really changes hair color is one that I would be most interested in having, even though the upkeep, I just feel like those are usually the most dramatic changes. We haven't gotten there yet and we're not going to get there for a while because it's close to what my hair is currently. I would want India's makeover. India's. Yeah. That like purpley fun color. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Bryce. Next one. This is an interesting one. And guys, I got to do top model math. (gasps) This is from Ryan. Hi. Hello. I'm a pod leadum listener and huge <laughs> ANTM fan in general. You guys are literally my favorite podcast. I binged seasons one through eight in about two months before Ooh, I finally called. Oh, put in the work. I just finished listening the latest episode and was very excited because Clark, vile as she may be, is kind of a milestone elimination. She's the first girl to get best photo and then be eliminated the following week. Getting Clarked is a term fans came up with that also happens in a few other cycles coming up. Just a fun fact I thought I'd share and you guys would appreciate. Thank you so much for the great content that you're providing. Now, you know, I had to research this. Yeah, I don't think that's right. Well, here's the thing. It's the best kind of fun fact that's both correct and incorrect. Uh (laughs) And you'll see what I mean. Because again, this is the idea that you got top photo the previous week that you got eliminated. 
Okay. So here's all the other times this happened, not counting from top three to two, because that seems silly. Elise, cycle one. Uh Nicole and Amanda, cycle three. Kenya, cycle four. Technically, Cassandra, if you count top photo and quitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Kim, cycle five, Brooke, cycle seven, you, Brooke, Renee, Clark, and it also happens to Anna Lee. Now, here's the thing. A lot of those, Elise, Amanda, Kenya, um, Anna Lee, Renee, were all from top four to top three, which again, very There's few so people. few people at that point. Yeah. Sure. But the thing is, and this is why it is still technically correct. It happened to Clark with the most contestants left. Because there were nine of them. But Brooke, she was in the top eight. Yeah. And then Nicole was in the top six. So technically it's happened to Nicole, Brooke, and Clark in that order. But Clark was kind of the most egregious example of it in terms of the show's like statistics of, well, you gave someone first call out when there were 10 people, but you're not going to keep them around next week. Yeah, I and look, would, we don't like Clark or anything. No, I'm let's just, just call it Brooke. <laughs> I, I would Kenya, I like, but Kenya also Kenya is another, was again from four to three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I like. I'd rather be called Brooke. Yeah, and I think Kim, it was top six or something. Yeah, yeah. but it is interesting. Uh, it is interesting. I that would it's wonder happened. about the math on that. If if you wanted to do extra math homework for another time, JW. Oh sure. If she was the first one who had never been bottom two before. Interesting. I do need to do. We'll we'll come back. But Ryan, thank you for saying that because you allowed me to do my favorite thing, which is study grids. <laughs> but that is interesting. And hey, look, if it's a fan term, it may have just happened in the time that we started having those kind of conversations about yeah. the show becoming like fantasy and football. Or social media. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Thank you so much. All right. We have wet slicks updates. God. <laughs> two more flavors that two different people told me about. Oh, that my do exist. oh my God. Oh my God. So now 15 confirmed. <laughs> A baker's dozen. <laughs> Who knows what it is now? Um, <laughs> Logan told me about Lime Popsicle because a friend had it. Lime Popsicle what? Splash. Popsicle? Splash. Wasn't it's there a, lime? It's a wasn't melted. What's a there melted lime splash? There I wasn't. There wasn't. And then why wouldn't you just do that? It's not Popsicle. Y'all, you aren't ready. <laughs> because <laughs> Robert told us about Cocoa Mint Splash. Uh, How do you splash that? You tell me. Coke. Is Cocoa that mint. like. Is it a chocolate mint or a coconut mint? I, I would assume coconut. That's where my mind went. Yeah. Because it, it could be C-O-C-O-A, like cocoa. Oh, oh no. Um, cocoa-like chocolate. Yeah. Oh, it is, it's chocolate mint, not coconut. That's bizarre because I went immediately to a pun of a coconut. Well, as right. we just saw, they were huh. very excited about capitalizing on mint. Oh, absolutely gotten there it's like the worst candy cane i just can't believe there's more there's going to be another one that's going to pop out of the woodwork (laughs) i love it and then to finish us up to get us ready for cycle 12 this last question from logan which i think is going to be an interesting test Mm -hmm. okay interesting test without looking it up and i didn't either without looking it up how many of the cycle 12 contestants do you remember and here's a hint. There's 13 of them. Okay. We get to do it as group. Yes. yes. Okay. So I remember that. T- I'll start with the top four. Okay. Mm-hmm. We know, and this is spoilers. So just in the episode now, if you, yes. if, if you don't want to know any of this, Tiana, mm-hmm. 
Allison, mm-hmm. Amina, Celia. Amina, okay. I'm yeah, being yeah. Shook about this order, but sure. Okay, I remember London, Foe, Foe, uh, Talia, Talia. Yes, Sandra, Sandra. Yes, I'm trying to remember from photo shoots. I can picture the actual first eliminate. But in my head, the name I came up with was Elizabetha, and I just can't imagine that surname. It can't be right. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Car- Natalie. 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 Isn't there, is it this cycle that it's not Cara Maria, because that's the challenge, but it's like the too thin woman that likes being anorexic? No, no, that's Andre Leontali. Okay. And that's Anna that's Maria. Anna Maria. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many are we at? Ten? Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it's just like the first four eliminated because Angelie, I think, is in casting for 12, yes. but doesn't make it until 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. This is so telling of like, it's just one of the ones I've watched the least. Yeah, it's actually what I've watched a decent amount of. But again, the people who just aren't around as long, your brain just goes, they, they go away. Yeah. And I just is watched this, this, this is one of the ones I watched when it originally aired for sure. Yeah. Is this one with Nija? Remember Nija? Yes. She ended up getting a shaved half head. A half head. She <laughs> shaved that whole head off. Undercut? <laughs> yeah. I just also blocked out a few of the first few photo shoots of this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. And uh, maybe rightfully so. Okay. Are we done? I want to pick up. I want to just tell us the answers for the rest of them. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm. I feel like I contributed nothing to this. Oh, the first one was Isabella. So my Elizabetha. Elizabetha. Yeah. Didn't we have Jessica? Don't remember this, Jessica. Nija. Oh, okay. Courtney with a K. Don't remember. Nope. And then we got the rest. Okay, great. We did really well then. I, yeah. I helped not at all. This I can't proves. say that I did well. To be, to be fair, Hannah, I, I listed like the most memorable four people yeah. off the bat. So. <laughs> and then I listed all the other people in the commercial that I have watched right. a number right. of times. Right, right, right. I think we did pretty well. And I think this goes to prove that we do not go ahead of ourselves. Like, we've really stuck. <laughs> now that we have... Conspiracy theory debunked. <laughs> yes. That since we have started this podcast, we've been really good about sticking to it. And like not trying, tainting our remembrances and yeah. Even so, every so often, I get the itch to watch something, and I'm like, Jada, be save it, save it for the podcast, <laughs> save it for the pod. But thank you so much for everyone who wrote in, who sent us stuff. And again, this isn't everything. I'm sorry that every email, every question, every DM, we can't respond to. But know that we appreciate it so much, and I hope. Um, the next time we have a mailbag episode, you'll send stuff again and maybe we'll be able to pick it um, for that one. I also want to call out before we head out that you can also send us anything to our peel box that we have. Yeah. Uh, we received two things recently that were so, so amazing. So, and it also worked out really well. The first was we got a note from Jen. In this world, there are a few things more pleasurable than smoking a bowl and watching early ANTM. Model tear droplets, always good for a laugh. So cute. Thank you. We can hang out, Jen. Then Jennifer went above and beyond, y'all. Not only did she choose many markers to write her note in, she sent something additional, which I'll reveal at the end. Alexander, Hannah Jane, and JW, how dare you create a podcast that is equal parts snarky and sincere? Learn something from this awful and misogynistic stuff article. <laughs> Honest moment, you all have provided such a light in my life during a bananas year. 
Wednesday is now officially the best day of the week. Cannot wait to watch more cycles with my new soulmates. And truly, you guys make this silly queer girl. Ugh, all I re- Am I really in my 30s? We feel you. Mm-hmm. Feel like a bratty teen again. Off to go check my thighs in the mirror, Jennifer. And Jennifer <laughs> sent us the Stuff Magazine. Oh, my God. In plastic. Oh, my God. What? The cover of which has Tyra, Nicole, and... The most exotic white woman. I don't even remember her name. Oh my gosh. Yes, from Cycle One. Yes, this is all from Cycle One. Oh, oh, oh. What's her name? Oh my God. <laughs> like I was just reviewing old things for this very mailbag. Katie? Was this a Katie? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Katie. You're right. Yes, it was. The Stuff Magazine article has a full article about the show wow because remember we didn't see these photos so nicole was the cover model of the article she got a two-page spread tyra gets a photo from stuff magazine whoosh wow we will katie <laughs> also they have tyra thoughts on each model we have <gasps> we have kizzy's butt photo do not remember what? these these have all been tessa, repressed. tessa has a photo so everyone got to do this well hold oh. on <gasps> is there here's shannon's photo Mm-hmm. Oh, that's she, so bad. She hates this. Shannon hates that this magazine exists. <laughs> I will show part of this. Giselle, Robin. It is only the top <laughs> half of Robin. <laughs> Y'all, I wish you could see this Robin photo. It is Robin <laughs> closing her eyes and wishing to Jesus she could be transported <laughs> oh, away. And then Elise and Ebony. Look at this wig they put on Ebony. What? <laughs> oh my. God. Stuff Magazine was like... And you're telling me that there's no winner Adrian to be found? No. (gasps) (laughs) Tessa is in that first eliminated girl in the history of the show, Tessa, and no winner Adrian? Yep. Instead, they replaced her with Tyra. (laughs) 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 If you don't think... The next time that we three are in the same room recording our Smize Cream (laughs) investigative journalism episode, if you don't think we're not going through this magazine as a collective, you are (laughs) sorely mistaken. Oh my god, I'm so excited. (laughs) Jennifer was who sent this? Jennifer. Thank you so much, Jennifer. This is incredible. And also, Alexander had not revealed that. Nope. (laughs) I was saving it for this moment. I can't believe Tyra literally replaced Adrian with herself. It's too I'm gonna, good. I'm gonna tell you. You know who came out of that best? Robin. <laughs> no. <laughs> Robin, who got a beauty shot out of this, while everyone else had to show their butt. Hey, at least you couldn't recognize Ebony. <laughs> yep. But if you could recognize us, you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We love hearing your hot takes, your iced tea, your conspiracy theories, your unpopular opinions. We love all it. You can also, just like the Jens, Jennifer and Jen, you can send us something at our P.O. Box, which you can find the address at podleadum.com. Uh, you can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. I'm on Instagram at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm on Twitter at JW Crump. And be sure to use the hashtag podleadum uh, anytime you do. And if you want to support this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash podleadum. It helps to do these episodes who kn- maybe we'll do an episode on the stuff magazine article who knows that might also be a possibility but for pod i have been alexander price 
I'll be Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm Jada B. Crump. And we'll see you on top. Podlitum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10 by 10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders.